It is Monday, it is 6 o'clock, and it's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Welcome, listeners. <laughs> Welcome, 25,000 listeners, you crazy, crazy kids. Uh, we're here to do some new jokes and uh, get some feedback from our community partners in comedy. Uh, so this is the Joke Workshop. The way it works is that we have four-minute sets by comedians. When you hear the horn, that means you have a minute. It means you have a minute left. So if you're a new comic and you need to learn what a minute feels like, welcome to the Joke Workshop. <laughs> um, this show is as good as you guys make it, um, you guys out there right now, people on the show. If you pay attention and take notes and give good notes and are supportive and interactive, this will be a great show today. If you like think about your own jokes the whole time and like text your girlfriend that you doesn't exist or your potential Tinder date that you'll never actually see in the daylight, uh, that's, that's cool too. It'll just be a shitty show and, and it'll be on you. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. Um, I'm also, we're training tonight. We have two new mutineers in the building. We've got Jose of his new upcoming show, The J-Talk Show. And we've got Josephine. She's going to be doing Wednesdays, 4 to 6. And I don't know what her show is going to be yet. Uh, but we, here we are to support you guys. And uh, John Denver in the background, because why not? <laughs> It's because I had like, a, on the way over here on the bus, I was very, very high. And I was sort of falling asleep, but not falling asleep. So I had sort of an outer body experience as a sort of a, like a cosmonaut. It was fun, flashing lights and just on the bus. All right, your first comedian of the night. What a, what a hella funny lady she is. Uh, she's part of Hella Funny. She runs a bunch of shows every week. I'm so excited that she's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Allison Hooker. Spending time with you. It's a little thing. Thank you, Pam. Thanks for having us. How you guys doing? You guys feeling good? Cool, cool. So they're coming out with male birth control. <laughs> Has anyone heard about that? I mean, they've been talking about that my entire life, it feels like. Because uh, I've been fucking most of my life. But um, it's like a gel that you rub on your shoulders and your arms, and it has literally no side effects. <laughs> like male birth control finally comes out, and it's a fucking massage. <laughs> and that's bullshit. You know what we have to go through? Um, I just think it makes more sense to unload the gun, though, than to shoot at a bulletproof vest. You know, so it's, it's a good idea. No? Okay. Yeah, fuck it. That was weird. Uh, I feel like we're in a very like extreme time politically. There's really, really extreme views on both sides. You know, you have the like far right and they're Nazis and they're white supremacists and they think it's okay to take children away from their parents and put them in cages. And then you have like the extreme left and they want like free health care, you know, <laughs> and, like clean drinking water. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just really crazy. So we have to like find somewhere to meet in the middle, somewhere in the middle ground. I think it's like some genocide is probably the answer. Um, are you guys from the Bay Area in here, from San Francisco? Yeah, this is kind of the, yeah, not many of us, but uh, yeah, it's kind of the place I'd find some of you. I'm from the Bay Area, and this town has changed, uh, which is fine. I think there's like a fine line between nostalgia and depression. <laughs> it's, a, it's a positive thing when things change. Uh, but I saw like a miniature dog walk by with a Fitbit around its neck. And I just, 
I'll go to the techies over here. I just thought that was a little too much tech. Are you guys not in tech? You're not in tech, Marnie? No, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I saw a dude like running behind a robotic skateboard. He was running, and there was a skateboard going in front of him with an arrow on it. I was wondering if it was like an art piece, you know? <laughs> Is it like a Banksy gone wrong? You never hear Banksy's non-hits. Um, let's see. I feel like we'll sit through the dumbest shit online, <laughs> like uh, how to refurbish an old rusty tool. And you know, if it's a video, it's really satisfying, you'll sit there and watch it. But like if your dad on Christmas was like, why don't you come clean this tool? You'd be like, fuck no, you know, you're like not gonna watch that. There was like a big truck backing up, taking up both lanes in front of me, trying to get into this really small space. And I was like all impatient. And I was like, you know, if this is on video, I'd be like, oh, I wonder if he's gonna do it. You know, I'd like probably watch the whole thing on Reddit. Um, that actually was, wasn't really me. I should have said that differently because it was me teasing my boyfriend. That's what I told him because he watches lots of videos on Reddit. I don't, um, he's like a germaphobe. Uh, he washes his hands all the time. It's kind of like stunning. He dates me. <laughs> I don't know why he lets me get in his bed, frankly, um, cause I'm filthy, but he's a germaphobe, but then he likes to snore cocaine. I mean, that shit was made in a bathtub, like a dirty bathtub. Um, I like getting high, but not big on cocaine. Uh, thanks. I'm surprised I haven't gotten that horn yet. Fantastic. I was going to end on a dick joke because that's how things go. Uh, not a long one, a short one. Uh, no, I was just going to say that my, my ex-husband, I'm actually married, was married to a Brazilian. Um, my ex-husband was like a very small man. He was like my height, very small frame, but he had a really big dick. And so he would get lightheaded when he got turned on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> which wasn't very, like, you know, wasn't very useful, because <laughs> it's like, how, how can you focus really on pleasing me when you're lightheaded? You know, was, uh, so it wasn't very good about it. Hey, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. Please give me feedback. These are really new jokes. Yay, Allison Hooker, yay. Uh, comments, hey, Capital was chomping at the bit, so I was just going to say, go ahead, go for it. Um, the... Gel, that's the, um, I forget Birth the control. Word. Birth control, yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's really good. Um, <laughs> like, you true. could, like, sneak up on people with that, or, like, yeah. surprise, like, oh, you don't, like, I can fucking surprise, uh, never mind. Um, Did you just say never mind? Yeah. That's how my set's gonna go, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, his, his suggestion was terrible. That was my suggestion on your feedback, Capital. Um, have some more confidence in your suggestions. Allison, your uh, your fucking set was awesome. I I think it'd be really funny if you're if you're like you'll watch endless uh, you know fucking metallurgy videos on Facebook. He's, he's four and he's pretty. Your hot. your boyfriend uh, starts talking about one of his hobbies and you immediately fucking like leave the apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you don't have any any time any time to pay attention to your dad or your boyfriend, but like very specifically what they actually are interested in talking about. Okay. No, that's good. Where there's some stakes where like, you know, you you never just keep, can't listen to your boyfriend. So you're going to, you know, you'll get a divorce to just watch Facebook videos. I don't know. Oh, I said it too. All dudes want are steaks. I get it. It's all they want. The jokes are good. I like how your jokes are super good at comedy. Oh, uh, well, thanks. Yeah, I like uh, you're a good comedian. Um, 
Yeah, I think maybe it could be funny if with the male birth control, the dude just like jacked off with it like a lotion. Oh, that would work probably. And like shoulders, like it doesn't need to be in your shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Or like hand job and that's like you trick them into it. Yeah. Because, yeah. It's like the reverse of the holes in the condom, you know? Right, right. All right. That's very funny, dude. Um, so... (laughs) (laughs) Um, my friend had to get one of her ovaries taken out because she used some birth control so maybe incorporate that (laughs) like an IUD huh yeah no what like an implant I know I know I know I should talk more about some people go go barren Yeah. It's a bummer. Or go crazy. Hormones can yeah. make you a fucking crazy person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Since we're all on the porn massage joke, or the, well, the massage oil or whatever joke, uh, it just makes like the porn lead ins like much more legitimate. It's like, yeah, she's rubbing this all on him. Oh, yeah, it makes because, sense. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's what we want is legitimacy in our porn. And we don't want condoms. Exactly. We do some oh, God, control. no. Yeah. Hell no. And then. The YouTube thing, the YouTube uh, tutorial thing, the reason that, like, I think one of the funny things about YouTube is that, like, there's always that slim chance that somebody's fucking with you with that video, and at the very end, like, something's going to explode or something's going to go horribly wrong. Oh, so that's right. why we So, like, it. that's why you're watching it, whereas, like, in real life, there's the same amount of chance He's that something could go horribly wrong. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's and right. that's all you need to keep in mind or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I enjoyed your side. I just want to give Roman a bit of feedback on his <laughs> feedback. I I would I would want to see a little more eye contact with the performer. Um, it didn't seem like you were especially confident in the feedback. That's just all I wanted to point out. But but good feedback though. This as far as the substance goes, it is a performative aspect. Yeah, Marty actually did a great job. I think. Yeah, you're doing a good job. I, uh, I, I liked that nostalgia versus depression. I that's thought what it was, I was going to say, Pam. I thought, oh, sorry. No, no, that's, I, I thought it was an interesting themselves. premise. You, you just use it as kind of a throwaway, but I feel like there's a lot more there. I feel like you can go like deep into the past. No, I was trying to be Charlie Spink there for a second, but yeah, yeah nostalgia versus depression, I thought was very funny. And, I mean, you obviously have great, great timing. You knew exactly where four minutes was. You were like, why am I still telling jokes now? <laughs> but that was great. So, I mean, and I, all your new stuff, it's its funny. I would just, I, I enjoyed everything you did. I'm just saying the one thing where I was left sort yeah, of hanging right. was... Yeah, example. Yeah, I was like, that's, oh, that's what a great premise. And then there was nothing there. Yeah, I was thinking of like a boyfriend you know like you stay in a relationship too long it's fucking awful but then like you get out of a relationship at the right time you look back on it with like such you know I like I always loved him right some kind of of picture or some nostalgia I don't know is there everybody clap wildly Allison Hooker makes me happy okay Um, I (laughs) I really love John Denver. It's like a secret, like, love of mine. And I just... <laughs> Poor John Denver. Your next comedian. Uh, what, a, what, a, what a lovely human being he is. He's been helping out so much at the station, and he also runs a, an open mic on Saturdays from 8 to 10. Put your hands together for Capital Pilcrow. I should have more confidence in my feedback. <laughs> I should have more confidence in a lot of things, but I got in a fucking 
argument earlier. And I was fucking right the whole time. Like, I was... Like, it's one of those arguments where I'm too fucking mature to post it on Facebook, but I really hope they do, because I'm so right, like, the whole time. It's fantastic. Um, but I should have been able to avoid it being a fight in the first place. Like, shit, I'm tired. I'm going to sit. There's a chair up here. I never get a stool. I'm not professional yet. I never get a stool, so I'm going to sit while I can. Um, I say that, and I get a cramp in my leg. Which ruins the whole experience of sitting, because now my legs are tired anyways. I was real excited for this. Now I'm still sad. Um, oh, thank you. I should have been able to avoid it being a fight in the first place. And this shit always happens to me. Like the other day, my girlfriend asked me a question. That all men are afraid to hear. My girlfriend asked me if she could ask me a question. Which, normally, I love my girlfriend's questions. My girlfriend is an amazing woman. She's got amazing questions. Uh, it's part of why I picked her. It's all part of her personality. I love her personality. But the first thing she asked, she said, would you still love me if? And now I'm afraid. Because that's commitment. And I'm not afraid of, of commitment itself. Like, if she asked me to marry her, I would say later. But... What she asked was, uh, would you still love me if I lost a leg? So I had to ask which leg. So she had the same reaction as y'all, which tells me that apparently this is a serious question, which is cause for concern, because uh, I'm ready to commit to marriage. I'm ready to commit to all that. I'm not ready to commit to a one-legged marriage. Not that not that I need not that I need legs for love or anything. But she doesn't handle loss very well. She lost her shoe the other week. She cried for like 2 hours until I found it. How do you think she's going to react if she loses the leg to put it on like Like if she started running marathons or something, should I be inspired, but she's just Y'all ever seen Forrest Gump? You know Lieutenant Dan? You want to marry Lieutenant Dan? Like, she's not going to be like that right away. First, she's going she gonna to go to therapy, all that. She's going to try and stay motivated, but like 10 years. She's going she gonna to end up like me. She's going to end up looking like me. <laughs> In a wheelchair. Maybe not. She got a lot of pride, too. She might end up just laying around the house all the time. Even when she's trying to get around the house, just laying around. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to avoid problems. I got enough problems already. I, uh, y'all ever heard the phrase, mo money, mo problems? I go by no money, no problems. <laughs> As in, you ain't bringing no money. Don't bring me no problems. Because at least if you bring me problems, you bring me some money. It's not a problem, it's a job, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to end up like Jay-Z, 99 problems and a bitch ain't one. Because once I hit 99, that bitch, she out of here. Um, yeah. Call it at that. You can roast me now. Capital Bill Grow. In his makeshift wheelchair on the stage. <laughs>
I feel like Jay-Z, uh, maybe he was just like a super, super hardcore feminist where he's got 99 women and they are problems, but he's not willing to say that they're bitches. <laughs> <laughs> or they're all dudes. <laughs> Uh, so you could talk about that because I'm never going to say that again. And, uh, <laughs> you, I love your hair. I'm super jealous of your hair. I got to say good, good job on the hair. You, maybe you could show it a little bit more on stage. I want to see your hair. If you could smile more too, I'm sure we'd like that. <laughs> it's, uh, a fe- it's a feminist set. Well, great, uh, great, great fucking uh, stage presence and all that stuff. But... Um, I think that was all the positive stuff I had to say. I already roasted you, so here's James. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm Dan. Uh, you, you're, you're, um, you're good. You're good, good at conversation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing, not me. I do think you're good at comedy. Yeah, James. Moving on. Uh, so that I like that part where you reference Forrest Gump and then you take your hat off. And when you take your hat off, you look a little bit like Jenny. And you should totally fucking, you should totally work that shit in, dude. That's... Jenny! But, good. Jenny! Um, my name's James. I'm a local comic. Um, I wanted to say first of all <laughs> I wanted to say first of all great job on the Crocs. I've never seen Crocs without holes in them. So this seems like they hold up pretty well in the rain. Um, I <laughs> I also wanted to say I think it would be funny cuz you're like cuz she's like what if I lost a leg that you're like why are you asking? You know, like do you have diabetes or like what's like you're going to be operating any like rotary saws? I just want well, it's a, it's a it's an interesting question for her to be asking. So I think I actually I have like a whole Oh, okay. Oh, no worries. I wouldn't have it be the leg. I would I would have some ridiculous premise, like something totally unreal, like, would you love me if I started laying chicken eggs every morning or, or you know, just something, but like keep all the legs I could live but, with that, though. <laughs> I just, I couldn't, because I don't think she'd get mopey about that. Then maybe, the then maybe throw in a few like light, ridiculous questions so that we don't go like, they got really like serious there for a second, especially with I don't know if you've got your finger on the pulse of the comedy community, but a guy just got his leg chopped off, so it's kind of like a, a potentially I don't know like no, that's, that's a good point actually. Thank you. Just but, but that's that's all I gotta say. All right. Thank I was you. also. Oh wait, no, wait. We've got Allison. I was also gonna comment on your Crocs. Um, I like your like gangster style delivery, but then you're like a white boy in Crocs. Like it's very cute. Um, but I I think this like you're like an, I really love your joke. Um, if you're paying giving me money and problems, that's that's a job. <laughs> I like that. Like I really like that. But I think it's funny if you have like this whole tough guy persona, but it's obvious that your girlfriend's kind of like outsmarting you or something. Because instead of just being like the classic misogynist, like, oh, women are problems, it's funny if you like have that persona where we're like, oh, you're doing the tough guy thing, but you as a comedian are aware that you're really not that, that dangerous. <laughs> yeah, okay. 
know what I mean? Yeah, it's supposed to be that I kind of trap myself into a conversation by like overthinking it. Yeah. Like she asks a simple question, and I'm like, well, maybe. Let's yeah. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, what you said, basically. Yeah. But I like when you're like, bitches got bitches are problems, and then you're actually like, what, babe? It, what? What? Yeah. How do How do I keep you happy? You know. <laughs> That's, like funny if you seem self-aware of that. Anyways. Thank you. Clap wildly for Capital Pilgro, yay! Oh, it was right at the end of a song, so we'll wait for another John Denver hit to start up here. Yeah! That's right, we're hanging out at the Joke Workshop, listening to the cool, sweet tunes of John Denver, listening to the new jokes of all kinds of people. Like your next comedian, I'm going to try to, I finally might have learned his name. I know he's Brazilian. I know a lot about him because I've listened to his set. Put your hands together for Dan Aguanaga. Thank you, Pam. You got that right. So give it up for Pam on that. Um, congratulations on the Big Dick Brazilian uh, ex-husband or husband? ex-husband. Okay, at least it lasts. Yeah. I'm Brazilian too. I don't have a big dick. Uh, I'm a I'm a grower. Uh, for people who don't know what that is, that's basically uh, a penis that requires patience. Um, yeah, and it's not all that bad, you know. Like growers aren't bad at like erect penis activities, like sex or like hanging clothing somewhere. But uh, but it's the flaccid dick activities that really throw us that we try to veer away from. You know, like uh, skinny dipping or streaking. I tried to streak with a boner once that felt less like streaking and felt more like a felony almost. So yeah. Um, I wish Viagra came out with like a half dose pill, you know, for people like us, not even for sex, just if we want it to be a little bigger, you know, like we could take it before a pool party or a doctor's appointment or something like that. You know, maybe if you're about to stand at a stadium urinal, uh, yeah, no, it's 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 not all that bad. It requires patience. It all requires. It also requires uh, a little bit of a leap of faith, you know, because you don't really know what you're going to get yourself into. The trailer of this movie is not looking very good, and it could grow an inch. It could grow a foot. You don't really know. It's kind of like uh, like uh, receiving IKEA furniture. You know, you, like you take a look at that small cardboard box. You're like, is this really going to turn into a dresser? <laughs> all right, we'll try to make it work. Uh, I like to dirty talk. Uh, I think it's a fun thing to do in the bedroom. Uh, any other dirty talkers here? No, just dead silence. Yeah. No, I like it. The only thing I don't like about dirty talk is uh, it's hard to get out of dirty talk. Yeah, I can't just like toggle between normal talk and dirty talk like willy nilly. I need to come in order to do that. Um, I think it's mainly a male problem because, you know, let's face it, women are used to sex ending abruptly. So that's probably not an issue for them. But uh, there was this one time I was dating this girl and we we're fooling around and uh, she's doing the dirty talking and stuff. But then all of a sudden she just stops and looks at me and goes, oh my God, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I got the promotion. <laughs> and I was super happy for her and everything, but uh, we were in the middle of dirty talk. So all I could muster up was, yeah, well you just got promoted to sucking my dick. So now I have a new girlfriend, and uh, she's great. We actually got engaged a couple weeks ago. Uh, true thing, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, thank God she said yes. Uh, seriously, God bless her, because I am quite a handful. Um, 
even in my sleep, I'm kind of uh, kind of stressful because I sleep talk uh, pretty aggressively sometimes. And at first for her, it was a little weird, but she's gotten used to it. Sleep talking is really weird when you're with a one night stand. That is kind of, you never know what's really going to go on with that. Um, one time uh, I woke up from a night out and the girl next to me is just looking at me like I'm a ghost. I'm like, what's up? She's like, are we going to talk about what you said to me last night? I was like, shit. Uh, yeah, what did I say? She goes, you told me you loved me. And I was like, oh, shit. Uh, well, I um, uh, don't. So I'm a big fan of romantic comedies. Uh, one of my favorite things about rom-coms is that scene that they have where the male lead, like the Matthew McConaughey, is always, um, he's getting uh, dressed for a date and practicing lines in the mirror. You know how they have that in rom-coms? I used to do that, so I find it very like relatable. Um, and they're like, hey, what's up? Or like, hey, what's up? Like working on their delivery. Do you think the Me Too movement has like changed the lines that the guys are practicing before a big date? You know, like is the guy fixing his collar and he's like, I thought you said yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought you said yes. No, a girl's like confidence, confidence. I thought you said yes. All right, that's all I got. Thanks, guys. Yay! Dan Aguanaga, let him hear it. Yay! Yay! That was fair. The half toast Viagra was very, very funny. Thank you. I thought a very, very genius, funny thing uh, with all of your examples, too. Uh, so, the dirty talk thing. Like, we all didn't respond to you, so clearly we don't know how to do it. So I thought it would be cute, like, if you give us, like, a small tutorial. Like, what kinds of words do you use? Can you disrupt a regular sentence with a word and make it into a dirty talk? Kind of like, I, I thought, okay, oh, finally, there's an expert. He can teach us. And it's partially selfish, but, because um, I don't know how to do it. But also, I think it would be funny to hear, like, what words that you use when you... Because like, you've been promoted to suck in my dick. I was hoping for something a little bit more. I'm like, is, is that what dirty talk is? Because I, I mean, I didn't realize I've been doing dirty talk then. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, and then I thought later it'd be funny as if you could, it turns out that you were doing sleep dirty talk. Uh, like a callback. Right. Yeah. So then you do the sleep talking, you're like, I don't know what dirty talk is like. So I don't even know what words to use. Like I'm. I don't even know. That okay. surprises me, Pam. I think you would, I feel, I would have guessed you would be a dirty talker. No. No? <laughs> not, not a lot of talking. Not a lot of, try not to make a lot of noise. Thin walls for the neighbors. Uh, who's next? Who wants to say funny things to the to helpful things? Um, yeah, I feel like that, that half erectile dysfunction pill would be useful, especially if you're like trying to take a dick pic or something. Like, be very like business casual. Like, no, that's fine. Yeah, I was going to say also on that same idea, um, what are the things that you do because you don't have the Viagra? Like, what are the things you do to, like, stay half hard mm -hmm. in situations like going yeah, to a doctor? I think of, like, things that are kind of, <laughs> I, think, I think of things that are kind of hot. Yeah. yeah. But then your grandma at like, the same time, you're like, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like, funny. It's got to be a hard That's state serious. to be in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. They also say that, like, men can't um, do more than one thing at once. What's the word? Multitask. Multitask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So how do you how do you say like aroused and not at the same time? That's how do you funny. Do that? I like like the yeah, yeah. like uh, like Helen Mirren but with diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Hey, my name's... Because Ellen Mirren's hot. <laughs> I think she's super sexy. She is, but she's like 80 now. Weird example, I agree. Yeah. I thought... <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. I think, I think you could come up with names for what, like, the half Viagra would be. I don't know, like Viagra Light or Diet, or I don't know. There's just a lot of... I, th- I think that's that's where I th- th- uh, thought it was going, and I think you could just throw out a bunch of crazy names and Chubbies. fill some time, you know. Yeah, or Viagra Al Dente. Al Dente, yeah. There we go. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I like the IKEA analogy. I thought that was. I was really hoping for you to start talking about using an Allen wrench uh-huh. in some way, though, like, I don't know, cranking it up, or I don't know. And then um, when you said you're you're quite a handful, I thought that was a really good opportunity for a callback. Sometimes or mostly, you know, yeah. or something. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, like the I think you could shorten up the lead into the the last joke because it was just a lot for, like. If you're not going to expand on it, like I, I like it. I think it's got potential. I think you could do like more different lines. Like I like the like yeah the emphasis and like the oh like that was a little, little more aggressive sounding, but like different lines that you could use. Like uh, like well, well then why were you dressed like that or some shit like that? You know something like makes you look like an asshole a little bit. But the point is that guys are assholes. Uh, and if people say yes that they're into talk dirty talk, just immediately retort i bet you fucking like it or something like that just like oh no you don't okay whatever (laughs) is that what dirty talk is (laughs) i want to know i feel like uh an obvious backfire on the dirty talk is where you tell her to you know you got just got promoted to sucking this dick and she's like stop talking you know what i mean like uh i'm bad at or you know usually when i dirty talk or her, it's the surprises is that like, for her, dirty talk is when she tells me to stop talking or something. Your uh, your jokes are good, dude. I like uh, your good. I like it. Um, so for the just dirty talk joke, every everyone's fucking talking about it. Just a little wording thing. Maybe it could be like you got promoted to vice president of sucking my dick or something like that. Oh. Right? So, yeah. We're running out of time. Dip Perry, you're last. Uh, like, uh, oh, are you a successful little girl? <laughs> nice. Those oh. are super helpful. All right, clap your hands wildly for Dan Aguinaga. Yay! Yeah. All right, moving right along. You guys are doing great. You guys are doing great with taking notes and doing comments. I don't see him out there. Pete Ballmer, is he here? And I just can't see him from my... Okay, he is here. Okay. Sorry, my perspective is strange in the thing. All right, everybody, clap your hands wildly for your next comedian. He's a tall drink of water. It's Peter Ballmer. Yay! Hey, hey. Ooh, hey. Everyone's like, ah, it was weird. Uh, I didn't recognize any of those noises. Also, this guy looks like a douchey. Tom's the tank engine. You guys have all heard that. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not noises. It's Chinese, actually. I took Chinese for seven years. I speak Chinese. It's a bummer. I don't know when I'm supposed to use it because I'm not fluent. I'm like good enough to order at a restaurant, though. I did that the other day. I wanted to order the black pepper chicken. So I said to the guy, I want the black pepper chicken, which is, And he responded. He was like, yeah, I don't know. Chinese. You're at a Panda Express, dude. You could just point it whatever you want. I used to go to church. Anybody else here go to church? 
Hell yeah. It was pretty obvious by this choir boy face. I'm rocking at all times. Uh, it was fun. I went to, I'm from Seattle originally, so I went to a very liberal progressive church. We had uh, two gay ministers, which is pretty wild. Not a thing you normally see. And uh, it was fun. They were great ministers. I was bummed though because the whole time, especially as I got older, I was hoping they'd like say something about it or address it in church in kind of like a cheeky little ah, kind of way. Like I think it would have been super satisfying if one day in church, uh, Minister Peter was just, his name was Peter also, that's confusing. Uh, it was just like, so in the passage with Leviticus 18.22, the Bible says that thou shalt not lay with a man as with a woman, for it is abomina an, ab an abomination. However, I don't know if that passage would read the same way if the Bible, who wrote the Bible? This is not a part of the joke. Anybody? Never mind. All right. All right, this is a good way to throw off my entire joke. This is good. Let's just get it going right now. All right. I should probably know the answer to that next time I do this joke. Well, anyway, getting right back, getting right back into it. Pretend this didn't happen and that it was just going smoothly the entire time. If the Bible had instead said, or if the Bible, okay, so the, the thing is, the thing I want to do is if, have the minister be like, if he could see how pretty Minister Dave's dick is, or something like that. But like, who wrote, I need to know who wrote the Bible. Did Leviticus write Leviticus? Okay. I'll talk about this, I'll talk about this afterwards. I'll talk about this afterwards. This is not, this is a, this is like a, this is a Wikipedia search away. I don't need, okay, all right. If Leviticus had seen how pretty Minister Dave's dick is, everyone stop yelling at me. I don't appreciate this. All right, tight. I, okay. Joke workshop. Sorry, Pam, the stage is fine. Okay, sweet. Uh, I also went to youth group at church. Anybody else go to youth group? Don't need to know who wrote that one. Tight, yeah. Um, and for those of you who didn't go to youth group, don't know what that is, it was a time after church where you and 19 other teenagers would go get stoned in the parking lot and then go hear about how Jesus Christ could help you get through puberty. Was doing that, and uh, they tried to get a little bit too cool with it. They tried to make it hit for the youths a little bit too hard, I think. Because one time we walked down, and our youth group leader, Margaret, was like, Hey guys, uh, today I wanted to teach you this prayer, but it's a little dry, a little, you know, boring, so I figured we'd make it a rap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and um, it's, it's weird. It's like, even when I was a kid, I was blown away by how stupid adults think kids are all the time. Because, like, what the fuck did she think would the response be? Like, we'd all walk out and be like, well, if Margaret's rhymes are so awesome, there must be a God, you know? That's not what happened. Me and my suburban white brother walked out and were like, man, that's not even real rap. We would know. Yeah, uh, I think I don't have much time, but... Here's something I want to workshop. I'll give it to you to write the rest of the joke. There's five settings on the blender. Does anybody use any setting beyond the hardest one? Does anybody be like, oh, I need to stir some stuff. Better fire up the old blender on setting three, two, whip cream. Okay, all right. <laughs> I got to do my research next time. This is not cool. I'm going to go read some books after this. Thanks, guys. Cool. Yay. Little the Bible. Yeah. Yay. Peter Palmer, hooray.
Marty, Marty's in the middle of a... He's about to roast me, I can tell. Well, um, I'll be nice to you first you. before Thank he you, does Marty. that. Yeah. I love your Chinese joke opening. I've always loved it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great and confusing and like, what? And it's fun to watch you do it. Yeah, and the thing... So the thing on that is that like, I'm trying to get the reveal of like, I just used Chinese at a Panda Express to like hit as hard as possible. And so, it's, yeah, feedback and, on like, and, how do they get that? And I love that. I wrote down, part. I heart the Panda Express joke. Like I actually right. wrote that down. So I thought that was really funny that you, that the voice you did, the guy with like, I don't know, dude, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the band expert. That, that whole thing I thought was perfect. Thank you. And the answer to your question is it's either Moses or Aaron that wrote Leviticus. Uh, okay. Moses. Say Moses. More people know that. No, yeah. Cause I'm Aaron was the brother of Moses, but Moses had a speech impediment and so he didn't like talking. Yeah. And so Aaron did a lot of his public speaking for him. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Moses because people know who Moses is. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Other people. Do you also think there's uh, no reason for the other settings on like vibrators? Uh, <laughs> um, no, I don't think that's the same. Thanks, Dan. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it'd be funnier instead of Panda Express. It was a Vietnamese restaurant. Like I was just like, uh, what the fuck, yeah, you yeah. piece of shit. Is there, is, there like a, is there like a generic? Because I think the fact that it's like a chain restaurant makes it funnier too. Is there like a like an Asian food chain that is not Panda Express? PF Chang's. PF Chang's is also theoretically Chinese. Jolly. Ja, I don't think enough people that's, know, uh, that, Filipino, is. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Uh, okay, yeah, that's that's fun. I'll think about that. Yeah. Express joke Thank and you. the Chinese joke, even right. though, and the Thomas the Tank Engine joke, even Thank though you. you're right, I have seen it many times, yeah, and I've seen just, it yeah. land a lot better. Well, I didn't do the face. Usually, I do the face, but I was like, everybody's here. Well, terrible. even without the face, when you let the Chinese hang. Oh, I see what like, you're saying. you say the Chinese, and then you kind of immediately went into, like, that was weird. Like, when you give us a second to go, like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And when you say that, I had just thought it, and it hits, like, a tiny bit better. No, no, like, and, I, and, I, and I normally am better about that. I just, like, sometimes I rush. If I'm doing a joke I know people have heard, then I'll be like, oh, I mean, you get rushed through the shit to get to, like, the part that matters. But that's a good note to keep that pause. Appreciate it. It's <laughs> a pause right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> actually, I um, was really happy to hear you do the Chinese because I studied too, and I thought about using Chinese in my in mine as well. And good to see Can't do it you anymore, kind of yeah. inspired me. I just want to say that I like that joke. I thought it was funny, and um, your accent's really good. So, Killer. Um, All right. And well, you can add to it by doing more scenarios. Of, I, you know, I have I another I scenario well. that I do, but, but I've you, just done it a bunch of times. You yeah. sound like you do actually. I mean, from my ear, you sound like you can actually speak. So thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, you moved um, up since the last person feedback. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, whenever I hear white guys speaking in any Asian language, I just assume they're trying to get with Asian girls. That, so, that's what the rest of my joke is usually about. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? That's that's the other part of that joke that I didn't do this time. Yeah. Well, you know what? Great, great minds, great aspiring comic minds think alike. Pete, there we go. Anytime, man. Keep it up, man. Yep. And I love the second part of that joke with the girl, and you're trying to, exp and you're like, and yeah, you're yeah, all awkward yeah, yeah. on the that, dating. That's usually like, what I do. She doesn't, yeah. work, she doesn't even speak Chinese. Yeah. But you yeah, yeah James. I'm a little offended. Yeah. James, that's true. I haven't known a guy I went to high school with to move to China to teach English to and he married a Chinese woman and he moved over there because he was short. He was like, your height. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. Bam, bam. Shots fired. James, uh, you should do a joke about how you're short and that women don't like that. 
<laughs> Everybody clap wildly for it's Pete Bomber. Let me be the one that you long for. right, your next comedian up here on the joke workshop. He, I guess, also speaks Chinese. Put your hands together, everybody, for Tommy Feldman. Right, how's everybody doing tonight? Don't forget to contribute your money, public service announcement, to the, uh, to the jar here. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Tommy Feldman. Um, happy Hanukkah, everybody. Last night of Hanukkah. Yes, okay, good. All right, so I got all new jokes here today. Okay, so I got some great news today, guys. I want to share with you. My wife, she finally gave me the approval to pursue stand-up comedy. Yeah, she wasn't uh, okay with it at first. She's like, I don't know why you keep going to these open mics. You're not that funny. Um, and you're never going to make any money doing this, so why bother? So I was like, hey, look, honey, it's either this or therapy. And that's going to cost us thousands of dollars. So she was like, oh, okay, in that case, dear, have a great time. Just don't forget to bring home some milk on the way home. All right, so one thing, one funny thing about married people is when they wish each other happy birthday publicly on Facebook. I mean, they live in the same house, right? Why don't they just say happy birthday in person? So best I can figure is they're still trying to convince the in-laws. Look, Ma, she's so nice to me. She wished me happy birthday on Facebook. But I think what they're really uh, saying, and they don't even realize it is, hey, everybody, guess what? We're both narcissists. Okay. All right, so why is it that when the Chinese emigrate to America, where's my Chinese-speaking friend, why do they name all, they give their, all their kids Irish names? I had no less than two Patrick Wongs in my neighborhood. Um, but uh, I don't see the connection between the Chinese and the Irish, other than cabbage, maybe? They both like to eat a lot of cabbage. But uh, I had um, this thought as a Jew, well, what if the Chinese look to the Jews for inspiration on names? How about like an Yitzhak Ma? Sounds like he'd be a very successful musician, yes? Or maybe a Moishe Chen, you know? Sounds like a very good kosher Chinese restaurant. We used to have these back in Brooklyn. Okay, so it's bad, right, when you get into a, a, an Uber and it's a talkative Uber driver, right? We've all had that experience, yes? Well, I had the misfortune the other day of getting into a talkative Uber driver's car on International Talk Like a Pirate Day. This is a real thing. Yeah, look it up. Uh, so I get in the car and he's like, Ahoy there, matey. Headed to Google, are we? Well, you'll find no buried treasure there. Nothing but scallywags and lily-livered latte liberals. You're better off, uh, what was the rest of that day? Oh, I'd rather walk the plank than get mixed up with those scurry dogs. I love doing a pirate accent, and I had to figure out a way to do a joke out of it. So if you guys have any ideas how to make that better, please let me know. Okay, so have you guys ever heard of big-ass fans? Anybody know big-ass fans? Now, I know what you're thinking. It's not just people who really like Oprah. It's a, it's a company. It's a, it's a company based in Kentucky. They make industrial uh, ceiling fans, 20-foot diameter giant ceiling fans. Now, they've taken a lot of flack for that name, Big Ass Fans, but they've also been an inspiration to a lot of other organizations. So, for example, we have Big Ass Cans. That's a breast implant company. We have Big Ass Tans. That's the tanning salon that our president, Donald Trump, goes to. Uh, and we also have Big Ass Plans. Now that's a nonprofit that supports higher education for inner city youth. Yeah, their slogan is, look at you with your big ass plans. <laughs> 
Okay, anyone ever use essential oils? You, maybe you ladies, okay, essential oils. All right, I don't understand what's so important about essential oils, okay? What about non-essential oils, all right? They're a lot cheaper and they work just as well for therapy. You know, I take a hot bath, I put in some canola oil, I swish that around, and then when I get out, I rub a little olive oil on my temples. Stress relieved, works just as well, all right. Uh, let's see here. Okay, tip for you young guys, okay? When I was young, not so much you, but the rest of you. Uh, sorry, it's up. Uh, sorry. Uh, when I was when I was younger, I used to think cologne would make me get would help me get girls. I thought cologne would help me get girls, right? But then I realized cologne doesn't make you more attractive to the ladies. You know what it does? A job. Okay. Uh, last joke here. Okay, so the other day I'm on an international flight. Uh, the flight attendant was very, very rude to me. I'm sitting there. I'm enjoying my free, free beer. She comes up to me and she says, chicken, shrimp? And I said, wow. You can't tell because I'm sitting down, but I'm actually six feet tall. You didn't guess. Okay. Uh, but this is my first international. Chicken, shrimp. So, you know, shrimp like as in small person. Chicken, shrimp. You can't tell I'm actually really tall, but... By the way, this is my first international flight, so yes, I am very nervous. All right, that's it. That's my time. Thank you, guys. Hey, it's Joke Workshop, so. Yay for Tommy Feldman. Yay. Where were you going? I didn't hear the last word. It, it got swallowed by the microphone. The last word you said. You were going to... Were you going to Iran? Where did you say you were going on the international flight? Oh, I didn't say. I just said an international, uh, an international oh, flight. Oh, okay. So it wasn't. I didn't. I didn't like misunderstand. You just didn't really say anything. Yeah. Okay. I, no, that's I fine. I that one. No, no, no. It's okay. I just was. I just didn't hear it, and so I was like, you, you kind of swallowed it a little bit. Um, I thought that thousands of dollars on therapy was a really good punchline, and also that narcissist joke about the. The Facebook thing and that the was subtle narcissist. too, but I'm, I'm glad you got that. I like that very much. You look like that Phil guy on Netflix, that guy who runs around now, and his name is Phil, and he <laughs> writes for something else. Has anybody seen it? Of course you have. Uh, you, I think, I think the way to fix your pirate joke is that a, you can't write it down because pirates don't even know how to write. Like that's <laughs> one of the things of like pirates. They're like. You know, just I would just say a bunch of weird pirate shit and never know what you're gonna say, but just make it sound piratey and throw in a pi if you ever get scared, throw in Johnny Johnny Depp or rum or whatever. Like I'd put okay. in, but I wouldn't I wouldn't like try to demarcate. Like you looked at your thing as you said the word scallywagon. I'm like, oh, he put scallywagon in his script. Very yeah. very nice. I was a little. This is the last thing I'll say. I was or I have two more things. I was a little nervous. I didn't think, I didn't know you said plans. I thought you said clans. C-L-A-N-S, like as in the clan. Nonprofit, I thought you were talking about clans, but that's just because I couldn't, it was your pronunciation. Oh. Also, clan and plan sound a lot. And you're like, you were like an inner city something for called clan, and I'm like, where the fuck is he going with this? <laughs> um, and... And I, it, we're old people. I was, I fell for some guys because of not because of their personality, but because of their dracar noir. So <laughs> that happened back in the day. That was a thing. You could get girls with your cologne. <laughs> I remember the '80s. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right. Yeah, Pam's done. Uh, we were gonna give her the light anyway. The uh, <laughs> uh, the thing about your uh, wife is unhappy that you're doing stand-up comedy. I think is pretty relatable. Uh, and then to so the arguments. The, to counterpunch against her 
would you know probably include your excitement to like wear a blazer and maybe get paid to fifty dollars to host a comedy club in five years and uh you know so why not cash in your 401k you know like really commit go up to to the whole thing and i think it, with the the plans thing that pam was talking about if you just like maybe try more of like a foghorn leghorn voice at the end of your thing about urban city kids and that would may help the joke <laughs> what? <laughs> you got it i feel like you're definitely an uncle but I don't know if you're the responsible or the irresponsible one. Okay. And I was very confused during your set by that. Like, I didn't know that I was like, oh, like, like you just kept switching up. Like you'd have jokes where I felt like you were kind of teaching me something, which can work, but then you'd switch it up and you'd make a joke like the, the big-ass plans one where it's like it's a total other side, which was right. funny, but you can play on that and make it a lot funnier. Okay. My name is James. I'm a aspiring comic here in San Francisco. Um, <laughs> I so you were like you don't know what Asians and Chinese people have in common. You could say like settling for mediocre looking white dudes. I don't know. That's just there uh, we go. Hey, bro, 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 bro. Um, big ass fans. Were you implying that Oprah has a big ass? Because I don't think so she's known I, for that. Two two things. That and or people who like her are you know, larger. Well, because you could say big, you could, because you could say big ass fans, you could be like, it's not a Kim Kardashian site. Hey, and then just do like a little, anyway, no. <laughs> and then uh, I'd liked when you did the black voice, I feel like that would play well for a more urban audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to clarify, that wasn't intent, that was, I had a, an inner struggle about that. I didn't know, it wasn't intentionally, it was just sort of just a general like, you know, general. You should do it again right now. <laughs> Shoot your whole you set like that. One? Look at you with your big ass plan. <laughs> is, that, is, it, is that all right? I, mean, I wouldn't do the voice. I thought you said the word clans. I thought you said, look at you with your big ass clans. And I'm like, holy shit. What is he talking about? <laughs> I think that. Uh, I don't know. I think if you own who you are and like your look, I think that it could be kind of forgivable if you do that accent. That's just my take. But um, I think you could also. It, it is good or that's it's fair. Bad. I mean, I I'm just jealous because. No, one small thing. I think you can mine the uh, the insight about wishing partners. Uh, happy birthday on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think you should just write the shit out of that okay. premise for like. 30 minutes to an hour and I think you'll get a lot more gold out of it part of it because uh, that was subtle you know and I was worried that that wouldn't okay but all right I got more on no that. it annoys the shit at me when people do that so I think it you is, should right? you it's should very do annoying that. yeah okay. uh, the Chinese and the Irish did the railroads uh, that's uh, what they have you. together thank you that's also fun facts uh, corned beef and cabbage is because uh, bacon was too expensive bacon and cabbage is the actual St. Patrick's Day meal but it was too expensive so the poor Irish people had corned beef instead so that's what they have in common with the Jews nice um, <laughs> what would a job having cologne smell like something to expand on there like like if you had a cologne that smelled like a job, like fry, like like a like fry grease or something like that. I don't if know. In and out made a cologne. Yeah. That's weird. We gotta shut it down. He's at ten yeah. minutes and forty seconds, and there's tons of people. I'm sorry. Okay. Yay, Tommy Feldman. Yay. <laughs>
Alright. Uh, we gotta we gotta tighten it up. We've been giving people really, really long We've been giving people really long comment time. And that's great that we all wanna give comments, but we're I don't wanna run out of time. Can someone also throw the book back here? Um, I have um, our next comedian written down, but then I'm not sure what's happening after that. Uh, you can open the window and throw it on back. All right, your next comedian. He always gives great comments, and you guys are going to love him right now. Put your hands together for Dan Shively. Fuck yeah, there's a fucking high level of talent here tonight. Give it up for you guys. So I just got a, I just got a haircut. Uh, yeah. Thank God. Thank God for that. I went in and I said, just fucking get rid of it. And sh- the lady was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And then I heard her say in Spanish to her other barber lady, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> So that hurt my feelings. Uh, I, uh, I'm starting to, I'm going to make some changes. I went to the doctor for the first time in like 10 years. That was pretty cool. They started uh, sticking with me with a bunch of fucking needles right away. The doctor's filling out the form. He's like, uh, so what's your diet like? And I was like, it's mostly gas station food. And I, he was like, okay, I'll just mark no for sexually active. And I was like, snap it to a Slim Jim. No, he did. He he asked me if I was uh, sexually active. I was like, uh, yeah, not not really. And he's like, we're just going to do the STD test anyway. <laughs> just from fucking looking at me. <laughs> fucking dick doctor, dude. He was a resident. He was like nervous and shit. So. I I just got back from Canada. So that's uh this is what you're getting, Pam. That's not Pam. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's roughly $2, so. Don't know what that means. Uh, but I, I got, I went to Canada. It was my first ever international flight, so that was cool. And um, I kind of realized the bar for what impresses us is way too fucking high, you know? I saw a guy in French Canada who could do that thing where it looks like he's shitting himself out his own ass, and it did fucking nothing for me. And he kept doing this thing where he would like pepper the word shit into his sentences. So it'd be like, I need the shit of pepper. Silence. All right. (laughs) That's what I fucking cleared the bad shit to Jacques. Yeah. All right. Canada. Canada sucks. It wasn't, it wasn't a real international flight. All right. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of something that I call cognitive discharge, right? So it's when you're unhappy with your job or your relationship that you're in, but you're not ready to talk about it, right? So that energy kind of spills over into other shit in your life. You know what I'm talking about? So you'll find yourself in the kitchen and someone will be like, the other person has cognitive discharge and they'll just be in the kitchen like, you left the fucking muffin on the counter! And she's like, calm down about the muffin, though. Like, I'm sorry, things aren't aren't uh, going well. <laughs> God, got fucking cognitive discharge. Yeah. So you guys don't like the weird shit, then? Nah, well, you, you're, you're Pam, right? 
Yeah. So, all right. Here's one I'm fucking kind of fucking with. Is uh, I was sitting at the table the other day, and I opened my eyes, and a beam of light shoots in through the window, bounces off the table, goes in my eyes, and my brain translates that information into an image of a table. I'm like, oh, shit. I think there's a table right there. So I reach out my hand, and the nerve endings in my fingertips send a signal to my brain, and they're like, yeah, dude, you're touching that fucking table. And I was like, I fucking knew it. There's a table right there. Two-factor authentication. Yeah, and then, and then, and then I was like, oh, "Dude, whoa, dude!" The word "table" is just a sound someone told me you associate with the image in my brain and the feeling in my fingertips. You can literally replace any word with the sound of "table," and it would be the exact same fucking thing. Table, 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 table. And then I shat my pants. All right, that's my turn. Yay, Dan Shively, yay. Table, 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 table. Table, table. Uh, discharge is a, gr- cognitive discharge is a great word. And I don't know if you know that most girls, they won't talk about it, but we're sort of plagued with <laughs> discharge. I don't know if men are plagued with discharge out their pee hole. They gotta clean that up a little bit. Yeah. But there's d- discharge is a great word, and I feel like you're so weird, you could really oh, cool. dive into the <laughs> dive into the discharge. I, you're so funny. I love everything you do, and the weirder the better. And I don't think you made a mistake shaving your head. I think it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's a mistake. <laughs> Other comments? Uh, uh, <laughs> Marty thinks it's a mistake. That's funny. What? Uh, what? Uh, what the fuck are you talking about with the guy shitting out of his own ass? I don't know. I don't know. That's totally. That's I could not. You know, contortionists, how they can do that thing. Like, oh. Like, all right. Yeah. So I think you just make that a little bit clearer because he was there's like sh- shitting himself out of his own. Yeah, that one's confusing. But I think if you just play up the contortionist part at the beginning of that sentence or something, you know what I mean? You got to really... Like do the act out? Sure, or just say the word contortionist in that sentence. Like it was, you know, or you shit on his own face or something. You know what I mean? All right. Something. The Aurora Boris of shit facing. It's impenetrable. But the cognitive, uh, whatever it was, was like you created a lot of tension at the end of the thing and then it was you left it hanging and it was like unresolved. So I, I kind of lo- like uh, feel like you could dig into what was happening there a little bit more and not to like uh, lose confidence in that one because it was interesting. Sweet. Uh, I think that's the same thing. Cognitive discharge is really interesting and there's some something there maybe it almost went to the 10 immediately, and I wonder if it can scale up to that. Yeah. And then also I agree with the just the word discharge. It just elicits lots of images, and it, there, it might be, so there's, there might be more there too. And then with the table, table, table stuff, uh, I, I really enjoyed that kind of describing an everyday experience of just looking at something with such detail detail and it's almost like a, <laughs> a mini lecture and I know you do something it was one that you did a while ago of like walking down the stairs that has a similar feel to yeah, that both one don't get any laughs <laughs> I, I I have to tell you that I went home and probably told like three people about it well, don't yeah. fucking so, my joke, so though. no just how I appreciated the, the style and that it was something unique so there you go take it or leave it <laughs> I got one thing real fast um, that's a beat the discharge horse to death 
But uh, I think with that joke, like you have such an opportunity to like build that up and then on, like not necessarily with a callback with the punchline, but like there should be a scenario. You could like set up a scenario that like references in the punchline. Like, why are they, why is this person upset? Like, what is the discharge about? You know, like that, cause that's what it's all about, right? There's something emotional that's in your system that you're trying to get out. What is it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it seems like it references it something that, yeah, that's essentially it. And can we just acknowledge that Roman is eating pasta out of a Ziploc bag? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right. Clap your hands wildly for Dan Shively, yay! Yay, and then yay. All right, your next comedian. He is eating pasta out of a plastic bag, and we'll see if he does it on stage, too. It's not part of his jokes. Swallow, swallow, swallow. If I had a nickel, put your hands together for Roman Leo. Yay. Oh, my God. How are you guys doing? Um, uh, happy to be here. Uh I uh, I live with five potheads and an alcoholic. Yeah, people ask me what's the difference between a pothead and an alcoholic, and I'm like, I don't know. None of them do their dishes. It's all the same, basically. Like, one one of my roommates borrowed some cough medicine because he was sick, and then all of my other roommates, like their heads turned like zombies. They're like, I need cough medicine. <laughs> Uh, I'm saying I live with dirtbags. They're all comedians. Uh, I live with guys that uh, don't wear seatbelts in their car intentionally. Like you have to sit in the fucking car and listen to the seatbelt alarm go off for the entire cycle of the fucking seatbelt alarm. And he's just sitting there. And also at some point the headrest was like deinstalled and then he just never put it back. Like completely (laughs) divorced from any kind of like adult the decision-making possibilities. Like, I would be happy to, like, go skydiving and have some fun jumping out of a plane, but, like, wear a parachute. You know what I mean? Like, that that's the risk that you're really fucking jacks you off is fucking no headrest. Like, oh, that whiplash, like, cervical spine injury is going to be really fun, maybe. You know? Like, anyway. <clears throat> I don't get it. Um, uh, the worst date I think I've ever been on was definitely at a couples therapy. And uh, you're like, oh, mark this on our calendar for eight years from now. And then you go and there's a woman and she's trying to help you. And she's like, 69% of arguments are unresolvable. So don't even try. And I'm like, are you just making fucking wordplay jokes right now or whatever? But, it, and you know, but it was, turns out it's just a Euroboros of uh, fucking uh, back and like, you're not going to win. Arguments are an endless like a six, act of 69 where you're eating each other's ass like nobody and the, the situation with me actually liked to eat ass it was like maybe, maybe i like to eat, i don't know i haven't figured that out but the <clears throat> final thing oh or two more things is uh you learn a couple therapy is one uh if uh if say he or she drops a fork you have to decide whether that person is cute or is a cunt it's like the c challenge like I suggest, yeah, like you reframe, reframe the situation or like make a choice about your attitude towards the person. Right. And I'm like sitting there like, well, can she be both? Anyway, what I finally learned in couples therapy was that it's over. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of stuff in there that I haven't like fully unpacked, but after five years, it's not that bad. You're like, you start comedy 
like three months in, uh, you get uh, fucking invited into the green room, green room at the Cleveland Improv to meet Patrice O'Neill, and he's like, uh, you know, stand-up comedy career can be hard on relationships, and then you get divorced a few years later, and then, uh, uh, you know, but it's like a weird identity that I've adopted. I really just went off script. Oh, I hate this. Why does the mic stand make that sound? I'm asking. Is it the quality of the mic or like, why is the mic picking that up? Is it too hot? Like what is wrong? I don't know what's wrong and I'm old. (laughs) Somebody's got to explain that one to me. And then uh, I got the horn honk. Um, and uh, I just got to say, I haven't really figured out what kind of dr- Dunning-Kruger I am. You're like a smart Dunning-Kruger or like a dumb one. Nobody, it's like the thing where you misperceive your own perceptions or other people's intelligence. Um, it's a challenge you might face in stand-up comedy. You guys, look it up. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows what that is. I'm going to kill myself. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Roman Leo! Well, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I really liked that opening joke. None of them do their dishes. I enjoyed that very much. Um, and then I, I would say something punchy for they don't wear seatbelts because they dot, 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 you know, want to kill themselves or have no future. But then at the end, if you do want to end on a suicide joke, that's funny because then it's even a callback to the other dirtbag comedians that you live with. I mean, callbacks are hack, but thanks. Oh, they are. <laughs> Uh, fuck with you, Pam. Dunn Kruger, never heard of it. So uh, yeah. you could give us a little, you could give us a little TED talk on it before you. You're right. It's a tiny TED talk. It's, to bring up Dunning Kruger is kind of an example of Dunning Kruger, assuming that people know what Dunning Kruger is. Yeah. Hmm? You lost us again. I know. Boris and like it was just passing like everyone was going to know what that was it's pronounced Euroboros sure exactly that's the problem (laughs) (laughs) exactly what we're talking about here um I like the dynamic I think you could do more with the dynamic of like one alcoholic versus five stoners I think there's a lot there like the only guy who wants to drive to Taco Bell really fucking shouldn't you know (laughs) Something along those lines. I like that, dude. <laughs> and you. Uh, you said you said you're kind of trailing, but you said something about like being in the the green room of the Cleveland Improv, and then Patrice O'Neill telling you that uh, you know relationships could be hard, and you're like, yeah, but you know what? Comedy can be harder on your body, apparently, because Patrice is dead. <laughs> yeah, but he's you know fat di- diabetes. Yeah, well, it's just you know a joke, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hi, Roman. Uh, you 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 do, you do good things. I like your jokes. Um, I just want to say I like your comedy, uh, and I really hope you don't kill yourself. Oh, thank you, dude. Thank you. I was just thinking about how Kurt Cobain and Chris Cornell both had songs about wanting to commit suicide or related to that. <laughs> Uh, have you, do you know what robo tripping is? It's cough medicine. It's my roommates have 
fill me in on that. You have to like there's two different kinds of chemicals in the in the yes, top medicine. Yes, one 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 of one them. can make you throw up. Yeah, <laughs> you do too much of it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could say like I could go for a robo trip or something like. I don't know. I think your angle was uh, mm. hunger. So that's something. Yeah, your comment about that guy's joke earlier was the best one of the whole night. What? Oh. That was good. Don't forget her comment, dude. <laughs> for real. That was funny as fuck. Thank you. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Roman Leo. Yay! Yay! And then yay! There's a fire All right. All right, I think in order to get through the rest of the comedians, we're going to do comments on the next comedian, and then we're just going to let people do sets. Is that okay with everybody? Because I just want to make sure that we get everybody in tonight. Awesome. Sweet, your next comedian, she's such a funny lady, and uh, I'm glad she's here. I enjoyed your jokes last night at OMG a lot um, about you being like a superhero bird lady. Put your hands together for Perry Borders! Yay! Yes, hey, oh. oh, shit. Good night. Hello? Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, I know what you guys think immediately once I get on stage. Like, oh, she must think she's so much better than everyone, you know. She probably, you know, loves tea and, you know, wears dresses and, you know, uses toilet seat covers. Well, you're wrong about that, okay? I hate all of those things. Just kidding. I love tea. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I look like an eagle woman, which is fun. Um, it's great because I can save on gas. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I walk around thinking I'm looking like you guys. Like, I don't know I have this nose until someone brings it up. And they're like, someone gives me a backhanded compliment. Like, you know what? No, I ha I've thought about it. I've pondered on this. And I actually like your nose. And I'm like, um, so is there a size seven or? It's just kind of. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I enjoy being tall. It's fun because you, oh God, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else. I, yeah, okay, so um, I'm a nanny. I'm going to abandon that. Um, and I, I love my job, but it, it's a risky business. Um, one, you can kill them. And if you do that, you will not be referred to another parent. They don't like that. I don't know if you guys have. And then also, um, you can be accused of, and someone correct me on the, on the way to say this. I don't know. You can be accused of falsely, you can be falsely accused of molesting a child. Is that the way you say it? Okay. I got, okay, I'll get into that later. Um, but so you can be falsely accused of molesting a child, which is not great either. And so I'm always worried that like for no reason a kid is going to be like, oh, you know, Perry touched me. Like even after I said this was our thing. <laughs> no, that's gross. 
No, I feel like I should say I don't molest children. <laughs> Unless they're super hot. Um, I guess... Uh, okay, so I will go back to the tall thing. So I, I do... I love being tall um, because you being tall, you can date short men. And uh, short men do this really cute thing where they pick you up even though they can't. Uh, <laughs> which I don't know if you've ever had someone pick you up and then wheeze as if dying, but I say give it a whirl. Um, what's really great is when they pick you up even though you ask them not to, and uh, you're just having a pleasant conversation and they bring up like how they could do it. You're like, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I actually do enjoy hikes and uh, yeah, I could pick you up. I could do it. I've been throwing tires with my dad. You look about a tire's weight. I'm like, thank you so much. That's so sweet of you to notice. Um, yeah, so I guess I don't have an ending for that. All right, thank you guys. Hooray! Perry Borders! Perry Borders, yay! Get off Yay! The eagle stuff, I still love it. And um, what, you're dating hillbillies? What's with the tire thing? <laughs> I'd mention these I... people, who throws tires? They're either doing like like extreme parkour or like, you know, I don't know what it is they do where they're like, we're doing tires in the gym, which I yeah. think is dumb. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. But so you, I feel like there's something in there to make fun of him too that if you're gonna mention tires like <laughs> i just think it's a funny image imagining a guy just throwing a tire for exercise <laughs> uh. yeah well <laughs> but i i enjoyed your set Thank uh you. who's next so just to be straight you uh you date kids and short guys who talk like kids yeah what, what are you confused about? You should talk to James Mora. Huh? You should talk to James Mora. Okay. But um, He was hoping there was a chance. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was just kind of, just kind of like, the first joke you're like, I was just really unclear is where you're coming off as a like, I bet you think I like tea and shit like that. Like, I have yeah. no idea where that was coming you know from. I was trying to make it clear that I, I don't like using toilet seat covers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Even more questions coming out of that. So, yeah, I just, if you're going for something there, like you, you either have to, you have to define what it is you're trying to say you are at some point, or you have to just really go off the rails with it. Yeah. Because you either have to like, I know you think I'm up here, you know, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I immediately just go to like whipping slaves or something like that, but like really out there and like outlandish and be like, yeah. but I'm not that person. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's about it. Gotcha. So the crux of that was about toilet seat covers. Yeah. I guess it didn't come across. Well, <laughs> yeah. Cause toilet seat covers, I think, I think your association is probably very different than other people's association of toilet seat covers. Like most of us are just like, meh, you know, toilet seat covers. I guess that's what I much. thought would be funny is that they're not fancy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's not. What? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I just say it seems like I, I think exactly what, what Marty was saying. Yeah. It's like something that's either like more extreme to represent. Yeah. But it didn't make sense. Like who's the per, who the person, 
what, like, what is the image of the person that you're trying to represent yourself as, but that you're not, you know, like, what would they do? You know, like, yeah, kind of like creating a character. Anyway. Okay. Oh. Hi. Okay. I'll just hey. do it from here. Um, as someone not from the Bay Area who uh, transplanted and went to Mills College, I 100% got that opening. And so, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so cool. just to give an, uh, an alternate perspective, like, great. Yeah, it's both. Sure. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. We just, we definitely don't have toilet seat covers in Mutiny. No, we barely even have pa any paper products. Like, I think there's I think there's paper towels in there right now, and that's because somebody donated them. <laughs> I'm like, instead of donating two dollars, they went out and got a bunch of toilet not toilet seat covers. I guess you could use them for toilet seat covers. That toilet's really dirty. You might want to use them for toilet seat covers. I'm kidding. Everybody, Barry Borders, yay! All right. Well, that is going to demarcate the um, end of us doing comments for each other. And we're just going to do an open mic. So we have a bunch of comics that are just going to do jokes. It's going to be great. Same thing. Uh, if you want to take notes and talk to them after, it won't be pretentious to do it here. Just don't do it at other venues because it pisses people off. Like when you walk up to them and give them a tag on their joke after they just had a set, you're like, really? That's really? This is the time. All right, your next comedian. He's a funny guy. Put your hands together. It's Marty Cunny. Yay! Makes me happy. How we doing, guys? You just yell feedback at me during the set. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, I consider myself to be a kink positive person. Uh, I think that's you know it's hard to live in San Francisco without that quality. But I do have a certain. Uh, bone to pick with people this new social phenomenon that is ass eating uh it feels like and i don't get me wrong uh there's nothing wrong with spit shining the old wagon wheel every once in a while i don't have anything against that but it seems like i'm almost being shamed for not just constantly fucking talking about it uh like it's a topic of conversation that comes up way more than i would expect like it's one thing if that's like how we discuss all kinks, but it's just ass eating we're talking about, guys. It's the one thing that just keeps coming up in rap lyrics and just like memes and shit like that. I don't understand it. And but the problem is, if I say something like, you know, what about all the people that were doing ass eating before? I sound like an analingus hipster, and that's even worse. I don't know. I don't want to sound like that. And the other problem that I have with it is this meteoric rise in the stock of ass eating uh whatever that graph was i would have expected to be a one-to-one -one ratio with the number of bidets i see in people's households and that has not been the case that graph should be a fucking 45 degree angle okay you fucking dirty hepsy motherfuckers okay that's disgusting Ass eating is not peanut butter. There's not two flavors, smooth and chunky. There is one flavor, okay? Yeah, it's gross. Uh, what else, guys? Um, I don't like the way that the right wing uh, talks about immigration. I think like they always use the same talking points, right? They say that immigrants are you know, so un-American. Un they come to this country. They take the, our good blue-collar jobs. They're uninvited. You know, they... Uh, they rape and they murder. And I'm like, well, technically, there's nothing more American than going somewhere you're not invited to rape and murder everyone there. <laughs> so you can do farm work. That's like kind of our thing. If anything, we should be mad that they're appropriating it from us. And I won't stand for cultural appropriation of any kind, okay? 
We just got to let them know. You got to yell manifest destiny before you do it. Otherwise, it's weird. It's like the no homo of territorial expansion, you know? Speaking of which, uh, Halloween this year, I saw uh, this girl at a party uh, wearing like a sexy cop outfit. She was this like really cute black girl, and she chugged a fifth of whiskey and then punched another black guy in the face and called him the N-word. And I was like, as an Irishman, I'm offended. That's our thing, okay? <laughs> My culture is not a costume. Um, one last one, guys. Oh, shit. What was I going to do? Oh, uh, I turned 30 recently, and I've noticed something weird about uh, turning 30 is that I've been uh, matching with a lot of older women on dating apps. Um, and I don't know what to make of it because a lot of these older women are black. Uh, I don't know if that means something, but to me, it just looks like it's the shittiest remake of how Stella got her groove back ever made. You know, it's like these older lost, unlucky in love women, uh, you know, instead of going down to Jamaica to meet a tall, dark, handsome, compassionate Island man, she's going to San Francisco to get on hinge to find a stocky alcoholic, narcissistic comedian, you know, with chronic hemorrhoids it's a bit of a downgrade if you ask me but then uh i i, I realized something is that you guys know how stella got a groove back you guys know the movie uh you guys know it's a true story that woman actually married that guy and brought him back to the states it was a true uh true story but it wasn't a happily ever after story because if she wrote a sequel to that book that she wrote uh, it would have been about how the man she married was actually homosexual and was uh, using her for citizenship and was sleeping with men the entire time. So actually, I'm like the realistic sequel to how Stella got her groove back. Just completely heartbroken, ends up in the Bay Area and just settles. So this is this is a good look for me. I think I'm actually, it's going to work out for me. You know, I'm right here. Lower your expectations. I'm not going to bang any, I'm probably not going to bang any guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just keep me away from the fur net. That's my time. Thanks, guys. Yay, and then yay. Hooray. Marty Cunny, very funny stuff. Funny stuff, Marty Cunny, your next comedian. She's been giving some good comments tonight, too. She's uh, new to the joke workshop, pretty much, and like you to put your hands together for Jen Gary. stuff um yeah so i am a uh, single almost a year in coming out of an 11 year relationship so that's been a it's been a fun time coming out of this long-term relationship uh, or an ltr as is uh, stated by the acronyms on the dating websites those are super hard to keep up with by the way there's too many i'm constantly having to google shit like what is a blt and then I just get hungry. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like I'm, I'm on a lot of apps these days, and I feel like uh, people are dating by leading with their kinks and their sexual preferences immediately now. Uh, it's new for me. Guys on their profiles, like, uh, I have dominant tendencies, and I'll play Switch. And I was like, like a Nintendo thing, or <laughs> what is Switch? It's not Nintendo. Um, or they'll say things like, I'm great at cuddling and love eating ass. And 
yeah, it's everyone's doing it. I didn't I didn't know we started like way up here. Um, I feel like if I'm trying to be honest on these sites, I should just say like, I'll do whatever you want if you're cool. <laughs> like I'll, I'll be whoever you want because I'm no one and I want to be in a BLT again. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, I feel like I'm swiping to you a lot and just looking for damage and it's just not there. Uh, they're way too perfect when they're zip lining and climbing mountains and things like this. So I'm like, can you just like, like show me a picture with you with like a cigarette or something? Just something, right? Um, on no nowhere on mine is it saying like I'm a little damaged, looking for damage. We can do some damage together. It's not like it's not there. So, so I'll probably just end up alone. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, with technology, what else do I have? Oh, I'm taking nudes now. That's fun. I'm into nudes, like dick pics, send them my way. I'm into it. Um, I do feel like for every one I send, though, there's like 35 that didn't make the cut. Um, like the B-roll, the blooper reel of all of my nudes, like just me tripping. I don't know, should I lay down, stand up, selfie mode, through the mirror? I finally send a great one of my tits, and uh, you're like, let me see that ass, though. Um, here we go again. Um, <laughs> I feel like the ass nude does need to be like a through the mirror reflection because I have short arms. So like if I'm trying to get it myself, it's just like a picture to my doctor. Like they don't need to be that close. Like they can just zoom in. I'm not going to do it for you. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm kind of terrified of the person I'm becoming because you know, like when you do that one, like hard swipe that just goes through your album and it's like the one that just, you can see a lot of it. It's just all my skin. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, it's not good. I'm, I'm really scared. Um, <laughs> let's see what else I got here. Oh, one minute, all right. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to leave it there and give time to somebody else. Thanks for listening. Jen Gary. Yay, Jen Gary. Yay. Yay. And then, she was so patient and I love that your hair is cut on like a bye it's very like 1987 and I'm digging it super times you're like the embodiment remember that movie Some Kind of Wonderful you're reminding me of the girl who was, drove the car for them the pretty girl who drove the car and was a drummer you're an ex-comedian she's <laughs> just you have that energy like I don't even know what that actress's name is your next comedian, she's another funny lady. She's uh, doing a bunch of shows down in L.A. Put your hands together for Rachel D. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm a parent. Any parents out there? Any Anybody else a parent? Cool, the one. Awesome, that's pretty good. Uh, I recommend for the rest of you, don't. Um, it's not a good idea. I, I would say being a parent is a lot like being on parole, you know, except I have a cute little overzealous parole officer, right? Instead of weekly check-ins, he just moved in. And even when I'm not doing a drug test, he watches me pee. You know that ankle bracelet that they're supposed to give you? No, he just latches his entire body to my ankle. I mean, try walking into bars like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a big difference between losing my kid and losing a bag of Coke. I'm just saying, someone always returns my kid. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm obviously not a good parent, right? Uh, I don't want you guys to, to uh, call CPS again. Um, 
I, I, I do practice responsible parenting, okay? My kid lives with his dad. Uh, but I'd like to blame my eighth grade teacher for my parenting skills, because I don't like to take responsibility for my actions. Anyone else? Yeah? Uh, I don't know if you had to do this, 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 this project that was supposed to teach you how to parent, and they made you carry an egg around for a week. Did anybody else have to do this, right? Okay, um, I aced that project, right? And uh, we, again, know what a great parent I am. Uh, so I was trying to figure out, like, what is this project actually teaching people about parenting? You know, if you lose your kid, there's 11 more. Right. Or if you're a klutzy parent, you're afraid of dropping your kid, just boil it. You got someplace to be? Hey, you know what? There's a great babysitter in the fridge, right? You really fuck up your kid. You can just always make salad. <laughs> I really like that one. No one else does. Uh, the other thing I was thinking about that I really wanted to workshop actually was um, Christmas time. My favorite cartoon comes out, The Grinch. Anybody else love The Grinch? Love The Grinch, right? But every year I have the same question. Why is Max mixed up with this guy? He seems like such a good dog. You know, like wondering, does the Grinch have something on him? Did Max like drown his puppies in the river and we don't know about it? Or he kind of looks like he's kind of stoned all the time. So I'm wondering maybe the Grinch is his dealer or he's doping him up. Or is Max a fixer? I mean, do we really know what kind of relationship they're in? Um, is he like, no, I, I, I can see the good who inside of him. Uh, somebody, I just, that's just some wonderings about Max that I have. Um, yeah, that's it, that's it. Thanks so much, guys. Rachel D. Yay, Rachel D. And then yay. For those of you who aren't obsessed with the cartoon as much as uh, Rachel and apparently me as well, uh, Max is the dog that he makes have the horns on and takes him to the top of Mount Whoville. And he's almost going over the edge. Like he wants to murder that dog. <laughs> it's like slipping out of his little collar, like off the cliff. And then they were going down. He's still, it's just an abused, it's an abused dog. It's a story for the SPCA. Your next comedian just got food. He has a mouthful of chips, but he's going to love telling jokes to you. Do you want to switch with Hugo Stern so that you can eat? Okay, you're going to go. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Uniac. <laughs> Comedy, which means sustenance is worth less to me than fucking stand-up. I'd rather die of starvation than miss my fucking set, people. I would, yeah. Did I come on too strong? Fuck it. I don't care. I'm hungry. I'm angry. I am, guys. I was really tempted to come up here and just sit quietly for five minutes and eat my taco in front of you guys. <laughs> I'm not a horrible performer. I don't know. I should have gone with that. I should stick with their gut people on stage, people. That's what we learned today, if anything, if anything happens. But um, I've been doing comedy for three years, guys. And I've only started calling myself a comic recently because that's when I started referring to my penis as my tight five. All right. The comics get it. Oh, that's mean. Okay. We'll keep on going, guys. We are. I'm just going to stare at my taco this entire time. Like, if my taco makes applause, I fucking killed it, people. I did. It's weird, though, guys. I'm, um... I've realized these, this year's almost over. I've realized this past calendar year, the only women I've slept with have been single mothers. That's fucking weird. I'm 24 years old. That's not something I should be doing my own age. You know, but I've realized the best part about sleeping with single mothers is the fucking snacks. It's amazing. Dude, one time, 
One time I slept with a woman, she gave me a fruit by the foot, you know? And I was so happy, I was so in love with her for what she did, I split it with her, because I knew deep down inside that's the only way she would have gotten six inches that night. Yeah. I like how the women are applauding, all the men are just fucking ashamed. Size doesn't matter, people. That's what somebody who doesn't have six inches would say. All right, we'll figure these jokes out, guys. What else am I going to say to you people? Um, what was really the only new joke I had? I expected that in the last couple of minutes. Oh, do you guys want to hear me talk shit about Pam? That sounds fun. <laughs> I don't know, Pam. Pam and I went to a wedding on a fucking Friday. You were. She was so fucking wasted. It was all comics. It was uh, our buddy Casey Skinnell's wedding. Anybody know Casey Skinnell? That's why you guys weren't invited. But it was our buddy Casey Skinnell's wedding. It was fucking great. It was about two tables of comics. Pam got so drunk that by the end of the night, she, she thought it'd be a good idea, like as soon as the wedding was closing down, to go up and do a fucking set. Wait, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. <laughs> no, no. You went up, you grabbed the microphone and went, hey guys, and then walked off stage. And then you came up to me like five seconds later and go, Hunter, 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 Hunter. I hear you, Pam. You had my attention for the past five fucking minutes. What do you want? Hunter, 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 Hunter. I have so much self-control now. I went up there, was about to do my fucking dinosaur joke to people I don't know and family members of of our close friend. And then I went, fuck them. Now that I've got their attention, I'm leaving. Which is actually the first rule of stand-up comedy. Always leave, always want them to leave more. And you fucking killed it with that shit, Pam. It was the best set I ever saw of my life. You went up there and said hi and walked out. <laughs> it was so fucking great. You were so drunk that I remember this. Because like I was really fucking drunk too, okay? Like I told um, the guy who owned the groom. He was like, I went up to him at the end of the night. I'm like, dude, the bar's closed. Can I get more alcohol? He goes, yeah, take a couple of bottles of wine to go. And me and a couple of other comics and um, Juju, if you guys ever went to the brainwash, you know Juju, she used to always get drunk. You know, she was the bartender at the, uh, at the uh, bar. You know, we all like fucking, as soon as he told us that, we get, okay, we're going to steal that shit. And then we sprinted out of the wedding while Pam's like walking like this. And Jonathan's like, cr- like holding her, taking her to the car. We booked past her. We booked past her. We were so drunk, we stole free wine. That's pretty much what fucking happened. Pam was so drunk, she forgot there was free wine. It's fucking insane. It was. It was. Then I crashed at a hotel room. I had like three other comics um, stay at my hotel room, and I feel like it's the biggest regret of my life. You know, to wake up to another comic and him going, hey, good morning, beautiful. Yeah. I'm not going to name the comic. It was Kelly. That's my time, guys. I'm sorry for my Yay, Hunter Uniac. I yeah, I don't remember I don't remember the end of things there. It was fun. I had a really good time. I don't think I needed any more wine. The following day I had to babysit at 11 in the morning and I was so hungover. I was like burping steak all morning and I was just like, it was just, I was a vomitous mess. I just, I love wine and when wine is free, I just can't do anything except drink it. I love weddings so much. It was also, it was a really good wedding too. It was, I believed in their love. Uh, I also believe in Mutiny Radio. Don't forget to donate your two bucks. Your next comedian He's, he's a funny guy. I saw him last night at OMG. You're going to enjoy him so much right now. Put your hands together for Hugo Stern. I'm sorry Woo! for the things I didn't 
I feel like nowadays, like, every comic has a bit on eating ass. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's become a cliche. Uh, so that's why I'm going to do it. Um, uh, maybe it's because I'm a millennial, but uh, I actually enjoy getting my ass eaten by a girl. Um, especially, uh, especially as a straight dude. Because I feel like I get to enjoy gay sex without doing anything gay. Uh, uh, Perry was up here. She had a good set. She was talking about DXM. You guys, you guys ever robo trip before? How how I how I it's like a dis dissociative like cough syrup, right? Uh, how how I explain DXM to people who haven't taken DXM before is that it's kind of like acid, except on DXM you can only have bad trips. That's that's basically that's basically what DXM is. Um, let's see. Uh, I work at Starbucks. I still got my uniform on. And uh, I, that's what I do during the day. And uh, this, this, the company actually decided to ban pornography f off their Wi-Fi on in all their stores nationwide. And uh, it probably doesn't affect you guys' lives as much. But uh, as someone who works there every day, I just got to say, it really fucks up my lunch breaks, man. Like, what do I do? What do I do with my time, man? Well, I can't, you know, I can't jack off to, like, the, the mermaid lady on the cup. You know, it's, it's, it's not, that's not really my, you know. I feel like a lot, a lot of people are banning pornography these days. You know, did you guys, did you guys uh, hear about uh, Tumblr? Yeah, Tumblr is banning porn from their from their site. You can't like show, you can't even like, show a nipple on Tumblr anymore. It's and it's like, you know, uh, and there's some, there used to be some freaky shit on Tumblr for those of you who used to watch porn on Tumblr. You, you look like you do. Uh, and yeah, like the the a few days ago, the the CEO came out and said, uh, Tumblr, well, we have decided to ban all pornographic content from our site. And I was like, what? You guys had other kinds of content? I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Um, I'm a pretty indecisive guy, so um, whenever I'm in a dilemma and I need help with you know f uh, coming up with, a, with an answer, uh, I do, uh, to help me decide, I do exactly 3.5 grams of cocaine, uh, and I call it my magic eight ball. Cool, all right. Um, Let's see, uh, I'm almost 24, I'm turning 24 next month, and I'm getting embarrassingly old and not have a driver's license. I don't, have a, I don't even have a permit anymore, it expired a few weeks ago. I only took one driver's test in my life, it was a few weeks ago, and I failed. And I was pissed too, because I was really close, I was really close to passing. Um, like, I didn't hit anything, I made all the right turns, but then like, right when we were like, uh, pulling up back into the driveway, I made like, the biggest like, classic rookie mistake, and I accidentally uh, chugged whiskey out of my flask. Uh, cool. Um, let's see. Um, did you guys do a SantaCon? Yeah, I, you guys know what that is, right? When you when you like dress up in a red suit. Um, I did SantaCon last year, and I had a terrible time. Like all these people started shooting at me, and I thought, "Yo, this is the last time I'm doing SantaCon in a crip neighborhood in L.A." All right, um, cool. I got I got pissed really bad, so I'm gonna end it right there. You guys have a good night. Yay! You go, Stern SDP. Yay! Uh, and don't worry, our Wi-Fi is so slow that you probably can't download porn in there. It's absolutely fine. It's our, uh, looking for lovers in the bathroom at Mutiny. Uh, the last comedian of the night. He's our last dude. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. 
this money in here real fast. So I took a 23andMe recently, uh, got the test results back, and found out that I am evidently 30% Mexican, which is interesting because no one in my family is Mexican. So <laughs> figure that one out. Uh, I had to, so I called my mom. Uh, and I called her and I said, hey, uh, I got this 23andMe that you gave me, just got the results back, and evidently uh, I'm part Mexican. And she said, oh, well, yeah, that's because your your father was, was half Mexican. It's like, okay, but I thought Larry was Scandinavian. I mean, that's what you said, and that's what his brother said. She's like, oh, well, Larry's not your father. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, are you just going to, like, breezily bring that up? She's like, oh, well, you know, it was the 80s, and I was at a nightclub, and there was ecstasy. And anyway, it was a one-night stand. I just didn't want you to think I was a bad mother. It's like, Mom, we all knew you were a bad mother. I ate macaroni and cheese for two months straight. We all talked about it at Christmas after you fell asleep, you know? I mean, really, I missed out on so many opportunities to celebrate my heritage, like Cinco de Mayo, you know? Uh, and it does make a little bit more sense now, uh, my appreciation for mariachi bands and unprotected sex. So i glad that I figured that one out. But, you know, it's like take this out of here because it's a lot less noisy. Uh, it's like one of those lies that our parents tell us, you know. Um, I would expect it to be more earth-shattering, but it's just kind of uh, one in a long line of them. All our parents do it. I think for uh, most kids in America, it starts with Santa Claus. Uh, sometimes it's the Easter Bunny or my, or like well, our parents love each other very much, you know. There you go. We're going to be together forever. Yeah, no, not not the case, evidently. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's earth shattering for you when it happens. When you're small, you're six, you're seven, uh, you know, you're full of uh, candy cane wishes and lollipop dreams, and then your world gets shattered and you're muttering Albert Camus in the corner. You know? He's a French existentialist. I can see some of you look confused. Uh, how do I explain this? Um, France is a country in Europe. Okay, cool. Glad we covered that. Moving on, moving on. Um, but kind of on this theme of, of shocking revelations and, and being a child, it's like you think when you're a kid everything's going to work out. You're like, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to be a fireman, I'm going to have a great life. And then you wake up and you're 35 and you're on a futon and you're in the bathroom. You don't recognize yourself in the mirror and you forgot what happened last night and you're wondering, what the fuck happened? What happened? This is not, I am not a fireman. That did not work out at all, you know? And it's just... Something I think about a lot, you know, I'm, I'm pretty obsessive that way. And like something I was thinking about recently is w growing up, uh, my mom used to just make up things for her own convenience. You know, one thing she used to tell me all the time and just bother the shit on me is uh, because I said so, you know, because I said so, which is never really an answer for anything. And I'm, I'm going to come up with a punchline for that one eventually. But uh, another thing she would do is just make up, like make up facts, you know. Uh, I burped a lot as a six-year-old. All six-year-old boys love burping. It's just a thing that we do. And she told me if I keep burping, that my stomach would explode. Yeah, that's the noise that it made. Anyway, um, I freaked out, obviously. I freaked out. I'm like six. My stomach's going to explode. I told all my friends. And their parents thought I was retarded. They thought I was an idiot. They actually said, don't hang out with that retarded kid. Yeah, it took months for them to forget that. I mean, the helmet I had on definitely didn't help. But I mean, I started to appreciate this a little bit more recently because uh, I got a chance to watch my older sister's son, Mitchell. Uh, Mitchell's four now, which means he's finally interesting. 
I mean, can we just admit that infants are boring? I mean, really, they're horrible conversationalists. They shit themselves. If I wanted that, we wouldn't have put my grandfather in a home. No? Oh, come on. You put your old family in a home, too. Anyway, um, but me and Mitchell are hanging out. We're watching Cosmos. I mean, he wanted to watch Blue's Clues, but uh, I'm four times his size, and he can't take a punch. So Cosmos... It is. And we're watching Cosmos, and he asked me, he's like, uh, Kelly, why why is Neil deGrasse Tyson darker than I am? I was like, well, Mitchell, it's because Neil deGrasse Tyson is black, and you are white. He's like, well, why am I white? I'm like, well, that's obvious. Your parents are white. That's why. He's like, well, why are they white? I'm like, well, your mom was never really that open-minded when it came to dating. And anyway, let's just watch the TV show. He's like, why, why, why not? I'm like, well, your, your mom hung out with our grandfather too much growing up, and let's just say he has a very extensive sheet collection in his closet. Anyway, let's just really focus on the show, huh? How about that? He's like, uh, but I have more questions. I'm like, okay, um, what are your questions? Like, uh, why did she like to hang out with Grandpa so much? Well, Grandpa gave her candy, you know, and she liked candy. I mean, I like candy, too, but they didn't want to give me any candy. It's not like I wouldn't appreciate any. I'm, listen, I'm over this already. I got to, went to therapy for this. Uh, let's just watch the show. He's like, well, why, why did it give you candy? He's like, well, I asked a lot of questions, Mitch. I was a very curious and precocious child, uh, and adults don't like that. Why don't they like that? Because adults don't have it all figured out, and they don't like to be reminded of that fact. Well, why? I'm like, oh, my God, this fucking kid. Um... Okay, how do I put this? Let's see. Uh, in reality, nobody really has anything figured out, and that's a scary proposition that we just made up all these uh, religions and uh, rights and responsibilities in order to protect ourselves because we face the fact that uh, internal strife in a community culture would lead to death and destruction for all of us. We'd be very upset, Mitchell. Well, well why? Because I said so, Mitchell. Because I fucking said so. Now stop burping or your stomach's going to explode. Thank you very much. That's my time. Kelly Evans, Ray. All right, that was uh, the end of Joke Workshop. Uh, don't forget to donate your two bucks. I'll say one thing, Kelly, you went six minutes. So it's okay because we had time and you were the last person anyways, and it's fine. Just just be aware of time. I'm, you're, you set wasn't, you didn't sound like a new person up there. You sounded like you were very like together and professional so um but just just so you know for your own edification um you did go six minutes no no no, don't apologize i just want to let you know uh but this has been the joke workshop i hope it's been helpful for everybody uh remember the earlier you come the more uh uh opportunity there will be for people to give you comments i just wanted to get through everyone tonight and again thanks for donating and thanks to josephine and jose for learning the ones and twos today you guys can clap for them if you like and you can clap for the joke workshop we'll be back next week and every monday at six o'clock okay bye everybody yay how can i leave you again i must be clear out of my mind lost in a storm of Still longer since I've walked with you For the first time I know what I'm missing Some answers are no longer true So I question the course that I follow I'm doubtful
Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryan. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio comedy festival ticket march 1st through 5th check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com come take a seat i had a date there and it did not go well but it wasn't the fault of the place they're very nice asiento For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. 
Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from twelve to two. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, and Google Play and Stitcher, iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh my God, there's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Flat Black Plastic. It's special Tuesday afternoon version that's going to be subbed in on Saturday, so who knows what's going to happen? With, you know. From the weed. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and 
board games all over the walls, trivia on Mondays, taco Tuesdays, first Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties, the food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 